Hey y'all, this is Allison. Before we start, a reminder to sign up for the free spring cleaning course. If it's not spring, you can call it the decluttering challenge. It is a five-day challenge to declutter your home, mind, body, and soul, and it's freaking awesome. Go to aligndesigns.co, click on online courses, and it'll be the first one listed as you scroll down. This is Align Designs, the show about creating a life of ease and flow and encouraging women to be 100% authentically themselves by following their inner authority and practicing transparency and vulnerability. This is the place where you can collect all the tools to help you construct your best life through the lens of human design. Here's your host, Allison Cullen. Welcome, everybody. Happy, happy new year. Welcome to the Align Designs podcast. This is Allison Cullen, and I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Selena Maison-Pierre. I'm hoping that this girl from Texas is saying that slightly correctly. Selena, please tell me your last name. Yes, Selena Maison-Pierre. You did Maison-Pierre, not Maison. Anyways, okay, y'all are going to love hearing from Selena. Selena is coming to us from New York City, and um, we have connected over the past couple of months, and I love just learning from her. I fo- We follow each other on Instagram, and she's just a breath of fresh air and has a lot of really awesome stuff to teach us. Um, Selena, I'm going to have you let us know a little bit about you and your background. I know that you're a certified health and life coach and you are a yoga teacher. Um, So you sort of combine those two, but tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from New York city originally? Where are you from your background and how you got into this line of work? Great. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Um, Selena Maison-Pierre, we've got French roots. (laughs) Uh, I was born and raised in Seattle, actually, and I moved to New York um, pretty much right after college and have lived here and kind of called New York home ever since. Um, So how did I become a certified health and life coach? I'll take it back into college um, because that's when I really kind of clicked into a, a deep interest in health and wellness. And it started because I was getting these really bad stomach aches. Um, and I saw a naturopath and she didn't really have any answers for me. So I really dove into self-study around health and nutrition. But I think like many young women at the time, I sort of confused health and well-being for punishment and deprivation. And I really wanted to have a sense of control over how I was feeling. So I was like restricting food and working out like crazy because I thought that if I could control what I ate, I could control my stomach aches. Um, Obviously that wasn't the case and my stomach aches actually got much worse. So I would say that my first sort of foray into health and wellness was through my own physical pain and feeling like doctors weren't really able to help me because I didn't have any allergy. I didn't have an intolerance. And so that's when I really started thinking, okay, holistically, what could be happening? Um, And that sort of carried me into my mid twenties when I was called to start teaching yoga and I had practiced for many years, but something just kind of clicked in my mid twenties. And I thought, you know, I really want to teach this. And going into my 200 hour training, I sort of had this like veil lifted of of all that yoga is beyond just the physical poses. 
So things like meditation and for me specifically, what really anchored in was this duality of, of effort and grace. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, you can't just be all effort because you burn out and you can't just be all rest because then nothing gets done. And so you have to find a way to play with both of these things. And then also in my yoga training, um, I discovered a real joy just for moving my body. So up until then, I think I was kind of going to the gym and like exercising and, and doing it almost from a place of punishment and rigidity but yoga sort of explored the idea of movement just feeling really good. And I started seeing all these other shifts in my life from my yoga practice. And then when I started teaching yoga, I started noticing kind of shifts in my students and clients life as well. And and I chalked it all up to just kind of coming back into a more balanced state. And so then I, I decided that I wanted to take that idea of balance off of the yoga mat and kind of you know, it made such a difference in my life in terms of my relationships and how I was eating and, and the purpose that I found in life. And I wanted to help my clients kind of allow that idea to seep into the rest of their life as well. And so that's what, what brought me into health and life coaching. So I, I draw on a lot of principles from, from teaching yoga for so long. And that's how I work with clients there. I love that was long-winded, but that's my story. <laughs> that was totally perfect. I love that so much. And I can definitely resonate with that. I was somebody who in my twenties, I started running, um, I had really high blood pressure. It's like a genetic thing in our family. And I started running to lower my blood pressure so I could get off medication and it was great, but I didn't really like look forward to it. And when I started yoga about five years ago, that was the first thing I've ever done where I'm like, I, this is my medicine. Like I look forward to it. Yeah. That's not, you know, that's not how yoga is for everybody, but I don't think I'm ever going to have a gym membership ever again. Like that's just not my jam. And I, it's, that's how I feel about it. Like, okay, you have to go do this. Whereas when I'm pulling up to the yoga studio, it's like, thank you. It's like a relief, you know? Yeah. It's like finding a movement practice. And I like that you said, you know, it might not be everyone's thing. Yoga might not be for everyone. Um, But I think just finding something that makes you feel good in a movement sense is important because it shouldn't be punishment. (laughs) Like it should just feel good to move your body. Yeah. And now I do run every once in a while, but only when I want to, like only when my body's like craving it, which feels so much better to do that. And my body always craves yoga, which is interesting. So I hope everybody can sort of start experimenting with different types of movement, whatever, and just like play around to see what feels good for them that it, hopefully they can find something like that, how yeah. yoga is for, for you and I. So that's awesome. Okay. I wanted to touch just really quick, maybe like 30 seconds to a minute or so about your human design. So, um, Selena is a manifester and I had done a little miniature reading for her a few weeks ago, which was really cool. So she is some special stuff about her chart that um, is pretty cool. She has, I haven't seen, I don't think in any of the human design readings I've done, somebody with a completely open sacral. So a lot of people have the open sacral, which you're for sure not a generator um, if you have an open sacral, but hers is totally open. Like there's no gates, um, which is really neat, especially with the line of work that you do, Selena, because you can definitely you're very tapped in to the energy of other people 
um, you're very good at knowing how to relax and chill and take care of your body. But then if you need to get extra energy, you can go and like go to a coffee shop and sit around some other people that are most likely generators or MGs and, and use their energy. It's not like you're taking it away from them. They're not going to be sucked up of energy because, but you can like absorb some of that energy to use, to get things done if you need to. Um, but you're really good at noticing other people's energy and sort of guiding them in making sure that they know how to have balance and know when to relax and take time for themselves and stuff. So that's a pretty cool little gift that you have in your chart. Is that open? Yeah, that's um, so cool. Yeah. And then one of your main channels that this is a manifestor channel, which is really cool. Um, it's all the, it's all about like speaking and expressing to the world the way that you see the world. And it's a very different kind of wisdom than the rest of the world. Right now we're really in our world and this is changing. And you guys know this because the last podcast from a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the great conjunction that happened on the, on December 21st, but there's a new kind of wisdom coming that's not based on facts or logic. And it's more esoteric and more about your body and spirituality and all of that kind of stuff. And so Selena has that as a gift to be able to teach that new type of wisdom, which is really, really cool. So yeah. Yeah. That's unique. I love it. Um, okay. So tell us a little, so a lot of our listeners are busy mamas or really busy working women in their twenties, thirties, and forties. Um, please give us as many tips as possible. Um, we're starting a new year where everybody's setting new, new intentions. I like the word intentions rather than resolutions, but I really want to teach, especially moms, how to set aside time for themselves and to create balance in their lives and just to feel better, feel more joy this year, feel more rested, feel more balance, all of that kind of stuff. So give us as many tips as you can on how we can do that. What like taking care of ourselves while still taking care of our families well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think first off, moms deserve such a big award for this year because 2020 has just been so crazy um, and with so much uncertainty and change. And I think so much more being asked of us than we ever thought possible. And we did it. And moms, I think, have just really gone above and beyond. So congratulations. We did it in many ways. Um, in terms of some tips, I love I love the idea of going into 2021 with more joy because I think that, you know, I, I think that as much as we wish things would all quote, go back to normal, they're not. Um, and so I think that there's an invitation for 2021 of kind of taking what we've learned in 2020 um, and maybe coming into it with, from a place of joy and curiosity and like, how can we, feel more balanced with what we're given right now. Um, and so I think that specifically for moms, moms try to be everything for everybody. And that comes internally of just wanting to be a good mother. And it also comes from societal pressure of what it is to be a good mom. So I think that my like biggest tip for moms is that you just can't pour from an empty cup. And it can feel really scary and sometimes just downright impossible to make time for yourself. 
And I'll say that kind of as a caveat that there's, there's not enough time for everything, but there is enough time for most things. And I think there's a really important mindset shift that time for you is critical and almost just non-negotiable. Like it is so important to make time for your self-care. And I truly believe that self-care is not selfish. It's actually selfless because, you know, whether you're finding time to work if you if you have a career or you're finding time to take a walk or a bath or something creative or you know having coffee with a close friend it's like you're making time for something that fills you up and knowing that when you're full you are going to benefit everybody else around you it's like this ripple effect so we just can't deplete ourselves like that's not what it is to be good. And that's really hard. And I think as a wellness coach, um, I really help people sort of find that time and optimize that time for their wellness practice so that it actually works for them. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I think a good, like back for moms, a backwards way of looking at it is going and looking at maybe the long term of what would happen if you didn't take time for self-care you know, it can affect your relationship or marriage. It can affect your um, health, honestly. Like if we're too stressed, that stress causes disease in the body. So that's a whole thing. Um, if you're not taking time to make sure that you're, that you're moving your body and all that kind of stuff that can lead to health problems. And honestly, you're, the only way you're going to teach your kids how to respect themselves and to take time for themselves and to put themselves as a priority is if they watch you do it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like you are the biggest role model for your kids lives without maybe them realizing it like they're internalizing how you exist in the world and so if you start to set healthy boundaries and if you make time for yourself you're setting them up to like be three steps ahead of some of their peers in in learning to care for themselves as well. Yeah, they're not going to do what you tell them to do. They're going to do what they see you doing for yourself. Yeah, and that kind of value of embodiment is so important to me. And it's something that I've carried throughout my yoga teaching as well as health and life coaching is I have to embody what I am putting on to other people. So I have to like, you know, live and breathe it myself in order for that to inspire other people in a real and lasting way. And I think as moms, you take that role as well. You must embody it. Mm -hmm. Totally. I'm sorry I interrupted you right there. I just had to had to put that in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's a great thing. Um, another tip that I have, so kind of that idea of you can't pour from an empty cup being super, super important. The other, another tip is, you know, I really want to encourage people to commit to their own well-being but to also leave some wiggle room because I mean I have tried to take the path of like rigid and structured and goal setting and it just doesn't always work out like things change so I think that I now look at wellness and health as more of a journey and I like the idea of that kind of long playing the long game um, and sometimes that journey is going to falter and that's okay. And that's kind of where this idea of balance also plays in is flexibility is so much more important than rigidity and being kind to yourself, I think is so much more important than feeling like you have failed something if you didn't, you know, run five days a week. Um, 
So it's like committing, but having wiggle room for things. And on that note also, you know, wellness and self-care doesn't have to be huge. Like it doesn't have to be run a marathon or, you know, take an hour long bath every night. It can be these little tiny shifts in your lifestyle that carve out time for consciousness or carve out time for mindfulness or rest. And so I even think, you know, three really great breaths in the car is like better than nothing. Yeah, definitely. They can be little, little things that are just meant to ground you throughout the day. Absolutely. Um, Another tip, and this kind of goes with that sort of flexibility sense is I don't talk a whole lot about um, nutrition in my practice, mostly because I think that the, the conversation around health and wellness seems to fall into food and nutrition and pulling on my yoga background. I felt really kind of confined in those two pillars for so long. And then I realized, no, health and wellness is so much more than just food and nutrition. Um, but I do think to touch on that note of nutrition being kind of like nourishing foods. So like as a mom, you know, f- being conscious and mindful when you grocery shop so that you fill your kitchen with nourishing and high energy foods, but at the same time, being okay with like, pizza nights or being okay with breakfast for dinner or being okay with like, sometimes you just don't have the energy to, you know, make the most nutritious dinner and that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad mom. That just makes you a human being. Yes. And I've found, I mean, my daughter is only 14 months old, but I have found I'm very big on, um, introducing her to like a lot of different foods. Like she's had already like the you know Vietnamese soup and she loves it and she loves spicy things and all the stuff and so I know that a lot of times like I'll try to get her to eat you know zucchini or something and it's taken me like seven times to try to feed it to her over the past two or three months and she finally liked it yesterday so it's you know I think it's a matter of because what, what you do feed yourself and your kiddos does over the long haul make a difference, you know? Um, we definitely will go to eat Tex-Mex, you know, Mexican food and all that kind of stuff and have little splurges. Of, usually like once a week or something, we do something un, pretty unhealthy. But like on a daily basis, we're eating pretty well. And I don't just like try to offer her things three times and then give up and say, oh, we're just going to have chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. Um, I'm never going to do that. We're going to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, because I think that's such a, and it's not like she has to finish everything on her plate, because I know that was a huge deal for me growing up. And then I became where I was overeating and all that stuff. But it's like, I'm just going to keep introducing a lot of different things to her that are healthy, because I think that's a, a huge deal. I feel really grateful. Um, I grew up, my dad was a, a fisherman for fun and we grew up eating a ton of salmon and broccoli and my sister and I loved it, which is like so weird as kids. But then we also would have nights where all we wanted to eat was chicken broth and noodles. And my mom was just kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. as long as we can have that balance of, of not all the time, That's then awesome. it's good enough. I love it. I was one of I was one of those kids that liked uh, vegetables, but my mother told me that it would make me pretty. 
So that then I was, she was like, anything that's green will make you pretty. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat green things, which I know that is not necessarily the thing to tell little girls now, but <laughs> I'm going to figure out something else to say. Like, it'll make you happier and stronger. Maybe those are good things. Well, and that kind of goes back to that idea of embodiment of, of, you know, as a mom, if you're putting your own kind of health and wellness first of you're going to eat healthy and then your kids see that you're eating well, they start to pick up that trait as well. Yeah, totally. There's okay. a really nice ripple effect. Sorry to interrupt you again. I keep like, I'm excited about these tips you're giving us. Not a problem. I have one more that I think is really um, fun is I think you know, there's so much called from for moms um, to really be, like I said, everything to everyone. And I think it's important to know that your purpose on this earth is yes, you know, to raise kids, but that can't be where it ends. And I think staying connected to something that is joyful or meaningful to you aside from your children is really important because at some point your kids are going to leave the house and then what? And so I think that if you can stay connected to something that really lights you up and that can mean so many different things for different people, but kind of keeping that connection, um, I think is really important and it, it helps kind of keep you as a balanced person as well. 100%. That is what I preach on every day, all day. So I love that. I love that tip. And I think so many of us don't consider ourselves to be creative unless we're like an artist or a musician or something. And that's so not true. All humans are meant to be creative in some way. And you just have to find your little outlet. Like for me, it's like human design. For some people, it is you know, playing around with watercolors. Like my sister-in-law is the most amazing artist and she'll like over Halloween, she like painted all these beautiful pumpkins and she'll just sit down with watercolor at the end of the day and whatever. So whatever you're like, play around with different outlets, but creativity is such a, such a big deal. And I was so, I need to read this book. Have you read the book? I think it's like, call, not call of the wild. It's the women who some dance with wolves. wolves. Yes. Yes. Okay. Have you read that? I haven't, but I remember a period of time when all of my friends were reading it. Maybe we need to read it. Right. We can do a book club. Um, No, I need to get that. But I've heard that is an amazing book for sort of sparking that creativity and playing, you know, brainstorming different ways that that, what that could look like for you. So I'll I'll put that in the show notes as well, because I think everybody is creative in some way, even if you're not putting that creativity out to the world, you're just doing it for yourself. Yeah, it doesn't have to be for anybody but you. And in that, I think it takes the pressure of like having to be a good artist. Who who cares? You know, if it's for you and if it makes you feel good, whether that's dancing or painting or cooking or what have you, there's so many ways to feel kind of alive. And I really think that for moms, keeping that sense of aliveness that is separate from their children is really important for well-being and kind of prolonged health. Yes, 100%. Oh my gosh, Selena, these were wonderful tips. I'm so excited. Um, Okay, tell us where we can all connect with you and anything you have coming up that's new in 2021. Absolutely. So I'm pretty active on Instagram um, and we can include that in the show notes, but it's at selena.maisonpierre and then email as well is really good for me. In terms of what's coming up uh, for this new year, 
I have two things that I think are really exciting. One is kind of playing back on that idea of my digestive issues for so long, which by the way, when I got really into yoga, they healed naturally. Um, and so with all of that, that I've learned and the different modalities, I'm launching a digital guide for holistic digestion. And that sort of takes the rhetoric away from food. And so the guide has nothing to do with food. It's really more of a holistic look at like how you're moving, how you're breathing, how you manage your stress, how you sleep. And all of those pillars like really changed my digestion. I mean, I feel like a different person than I did five years ago. Um, so I think it's great for people with, with periods of weird digestion or back when we can all travel. If you have like traveler's belly, it's an awesome digital tool. So that will be launching. I love that. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I'm really excited about it just because it made such a difference in my life. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, in 2021, I think we have this opportunity to set up new structures and systems to really thrive. Like 2020 was so all over the place. And I think so many of us felt really scattered and kind of out of control with what was happening. And I think going into this new year, there's still a lot of uncertainty and it could still turn out to be really crazy, but I think we have a little, we've learned so much from 2020 and I think it's a really awesome time to sort of look at what the world looks like and make new habits to fit within this new structure. Yes. So I'm offering like a one month kind of reset, like work one-on-one -on -one with me. And I think that it's going to be a really great jumping off place for that new year. So if you're somebody who sets resolutions or I like the word you used intentions, mm -hmm. um, Sometimes working one-on-one -on -one with somebody just to have that framework and accountability to really hone in on that and like set those habits so that they last can be really important. And I think that's great for moms um, because we together one-on-one, -on -one, we really will fit your wellness into your current life so that it doesn't, it's not an either or, but it's a yes and, which I think makes it super attainable and can be really transformative. I totally agree. And I think when moms do this type of work, they are not only helping themselves and improving themselves, but their family, if they have a partner or a, you know, spouse, and then also they're being a role model and example for everybody in their community. And especially once we can start getting out and about again, people are going to see that you've changed and they're going to ask for your tips on how you've changed. And then that's just going to, you know, be a domino effect for other people. So it's not just, it's going to help you, but it's, it really is a domino effect to change your family and your community too. Yes. The ripple effect of you showing up for yourself is mind blowing what it does for kind of the dynamic of people around you. And I, I just think that that is what our world needs, what the collective needs right now. And moms are going to be the ones to step up and do it first. Absolutely. Moms are always the ones that make the change. Yes. So awesome, Selena. This was such a good little chat and you gave so many good tips. And I know everybody listening is going to be so excited to connect with you on Instagram and um, be a part of your offerings that are coming up and we're just so excited. Thank you so much. We'll have to have you back. Thank you so much. I would love to. Awesome. Y'all have a wonderful first week of the new year and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. For more Aligned Designs and to connect with Allison, 
go to aligndesigns.co. A production of the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Marla Barr, the host of Your Wellness Journey, a podcast all about self-care, nutrition, and physical and emotional wellness. I'll teach you all about owning your wellness and understanding your personal healing journeys. Every week, you'll hear on how to conquer your mind-body obstacles and understanding your gifts. Subscribe or follow to Your Wellness Journey in all the places you would expect to find a podcast.